This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. Yeah, man, it's been a hell of a week. You know what I'm saying? We mad, we enraged, but at the same time, we full of love. We're not gonna fear the system, we're not gonna fear the game. Get in the conversation. For the end of conversation podcast with funny man Damian Lemon, crazy Dominican, you know, Vladimir, come on, yo, my cool man from the county of Dade, Ali Muhammad. Yeah, you are now in the conversation. This is the voice of your choice, Ali Muhammad. You know what I'm saying? And as you can see, D Lemon is on the comedy knockout recording these shows, getting ready to knock y'all out of the box for the next season. You know what I'm saying? And on my right hand, West Coast side, I got... El, el Capitán, El Coronel, El Profesor, El Alcalde, Vladimir Camaño. No doubt, and you already know what it is over here. Ali Muhammad in the studio holding it down. You know what I'm saying? Right now, you know, we are in a world where that's kind of look like it's going crazy right now. You know what I'm saying? I mean, some papers are billing it as a civil war. You know what I'm saying? But on the ground, at least from my perspective, you know, it's just more of what we've already been going through. Same things we talked about last summer, all summer. You know what I'm saying? When it was Eric Garner and Tamir Rice and those types of things. So we just have more of that, but it's very intense right now. And, you know, Vlad, you know, how is it on the West Coast side of things? How are people feeling? Uh, you know, similar sentiments, man. You know, Los Angeles has had their fair share of police uh, complications, particularly, you know, as you know, everyone knows about the LAPD. Mm-hmm. Um, Ronnie King, you know, uh, a lot of that was also um, shined the light on during the OJ trial. Yeah, now they had the one of the most recent cases of uh, not, you know, not the only one, but attacks on, you know, authorities from, you know, a guy who was running wild from the LAPD. What was his name? Chris, uh, I forget his name, but he was doing went gung ho Rambo on the LAPD, and you know that was you know one of the last big incidents of of this types of things. You know what I'm saying? So it's obviously, and he was saying that it was you know it was a lot of a lot of things going on within the system that he was angry about. So you know it's obviously something going on, man. And you know the news cycle that we're dealing with is, is you know, putting it in high gear. The guy's name is Chris Dorner. Yeah, Chris Dorner. Chris Dorner, there you go, Chris yeah, Dorner, yeah. 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 That, was, that was the West Coast, you know, vigilante, terrorist, or whatever, however you want to call it. You know, and I think, I think um, you know, Chris Rock put up a thing. I think it was Chris Rock, he said, um, there's not more incidents occurring, there's just more cameras. Mm-hmm. And there's also more... You know, social media has elevated it, and I think, you know, the definition of the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different outcome. Well, you know what I'm saying, and that's the thing. I don't, I don't think. <clears throat> are we doing the same thing over and over as 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 people? Well, I think the thing is, is like the Baton Rouge incident, and then the incident with the gentleman in the car, mm-hmm. um, and then the cops being shot in Dallas. It seems to me like we're at a place now where everyone's kind of saying we can't keep doing what we've been doing. Which you is, know, it goes to trial. The right. cops get you know a pat on the wrist, whatever it is, and then the system is still intact. Right, but it seems like you um, know that's exactly what's happening. You know, uh, these things happen. We get out in the streets. We get angry. We get upset. They run the news cycle in the ground. You know what I'm saying? Our timelines are flooded with, you know, sentiments, fear, anger. You know what I'm saying? We get out, we raise some money, we march, and then, you know, they put a sale on that target or some shit, and we forget. You know what I'm saying? Two weeks ago, Um, two weeks ago, they shot up the gay club, you know what I'm saying, in Orlando. It's almost like we, you know what I'm saying? 
It seemed like that was last year. That was two, three weeks ago. It's crazy when you put it that way because, you know, the the Orlando incident does seem farther away than it should be. Right. You know what I'm saying? Shit, you know. It's just happening over and over, quicker, quick, quicker and quicker. The news cycle is are stronger to the point where, you know, you got people from out of the country reaching out to like, you know, hey, you all right? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, I was talking to one of my friends. He was like, yo, he had three or four people call him from Africa. Like, hey, you straight? Hilarious. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hilarious. The Bahamas issued a warning to their people coming over here. Hey, if you're in black males, you know, you might need to be careful going over there now. They tripping. <laughs> you know what I'm and saying? There was a, there was a, a Chinese diplomat dip- or ambassador mm-hmm. that basically said the U.S. needs to stop calling us on our human rights issues because you guys have your own. No doubt. And I think something about this particular news cycle is spreading that wider and further for whatever reason. I I don't know the answers, but for whatever reason, that message is going wider and stronger. And, you know, it's going global. And it's tied to so many issues, too, man, because, like, you know, the the gun control issue keeps coming up, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Because I believe the gentleman that shot the cops in Dallas, he had an AR-15. Am I mistaken in that? I don't know what he had. They blew him up to smithereens. With a robot, right? You know? I mean, that Dallas thing is just so strange, man. It's just so strange. The reports coming out, you know, were, you know, multiple shooters. And then they nipped that straight in the bud and says one guy, you know what I'm saying? They do have one video of uh, that, that play that was on the New York Post, I think. That uh, you know, they had they showed one guy on the ground actually doing these, you know, military tactic moves, gunning down one of the officers within that whole melee of things. And then, you know, of course, you know, it seems like the story that they're telling after the fact, not during on the ground while shit was happening, but just after the fact, it's like, yeah, the guy, you know, it was one guy, he shot all twelve people. He ran upstairs to the garage. He gave a speech on who he didn't like, who he was affiliated with and not affiliated with, that he was alone. He did it on his own. He didn't like white people. He didn't like cops. And he did it because of Black Lives Matter. You know what I'm saying? He said all this. He scrawled something on the wall in blood, had a shootout with the police, and got blew up. That's just yeah, that's just saying yeah. like a movie. There's a lot going on. Just, I mean, how many cops were killed? Five, six. Five cops, twelve people shot. I think twelve or thirteen people shot. Um. Yeah, dude. I, I, I um, I meant to ask you in all this, like, you know, because I'm, I'm talking to friends and stuff like that. But when you talk to your kids, like, what has the conversation been like? I don't talk to my kids about that shit if they don't ask about it. Have they, have they come up and said, you know, Daddy, what's going on? Nope. So, so I them, mean, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, we've we've talked about this, you know what I'm saying? We've had ample opportunities to talk about, you know, how to deal with police, how to, you know what I'm saying, operate. But this is the thing, this is the thing with me, man. You know what I'm saying? What I'm not going to do is instill a fear of life and fear of police and fear of people in fear of men because of the news cycle. You understand? So my my sentiment on it was, you know, <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna, you know, saying, tell my kids how to how to work out here in these streets, how to survive out here in these streets, how to keep their head on the swivel and how to pay attention to the surroundings and, and how to address uh uh a issue when it comes up and how to assess it and, and understand where they at with it and you know what I'm saying how to how to get through a transaction with another human. You understand? So fear is not something that I want to instill because I don't think fear is what's needed. You know what I'm saying? People, are, oh I'm afraid of my I'm not afraid for my kids. You know what I'm saying? I worry, but I'm not afraid because, you know what I'm saying, it's gonna be what it's gonna be. If they if they figure out how to handle themselves, they will. If they don't you know what I'm saying? Things will happen. And then you have to deal with them accordingly. But 
again, I've walked these streets, you know what I'm saying? I've been to the worst of the worst, you know what I'm saying? I, I've I've been to the richest of the rich, not the richest of the rich, but I've been in rich places. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I've walked with men from, from low, low to high, high, you know what I'm saying? And I, I ain't never afraid, you know what I'm saying? I've I've been I've been stopped by police. I've been harassed by police. I've been stopped by police, rightfully so. I've been stopped not so rightfully so. You know what I'm saying? I done been in situations where, you know what I'm saying, if I had handled myself wrong, I would might have spent a lot of time in prison. You know what I'm saying? But I knew how to handle myself and I knew how to deal with 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 a police and with, you know, a situation. They when you one thing I gotta understand is that when the police addresses you, you know what I'm saying, nine times out of ten, they have fear as well. You know what I'm saying? They coming up, they don't know what it is. You know what I'm saying? Even if they fucking with you for no reason, they still don't know what they're dealing with. So they 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 step into you accordingly with their own fear. So how you gonna address fear? You know what I'm saying? You're not gonna address fear with fear. You know, you're not gonna be shaky and, you know what I'm saying, unstable looking and and knowing like you, you scared about what's what's about to happen. At any time I'm dealing with them, I'm 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 secure, and I'm sure of my motherfucking credentials. You know what I'm saying? So I'm sure of where I'm at and why I'm supposed to be here. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure of the fact that they ain't got nothing on me. Not that that's gonna help me, but it's damn sure not gonna agitate the situation from the rip. You know what I mean? And that's that's yeah, think, that's the shit. I'm I'm not trying to instill no fear. No matter how much they put this shit on the news, how many times they show me this shit, and how much how much scare tactics they put in the world, I'm not fucking with. It. I think the conversation is, and I'm not you know I'm just bringing it up for conversation's sake. Um, we are in. There the seems to be a narr- there seems to be a narrative where the there seems to be a, a huge emphasis on what the perpetrator is supposed to behave like. Like what? What you talking about? Um, like if if I get pulled over by the cops, uh-huh. a, all the conversation's been around that I need to I need to be polite and respectful to the officer, mm-hmm. which I understand, but it still doesn't excuse the um, the, tr- the the treatment we've seen from the officers. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. And Damien was there with me that night. I think we talked about it in the podcast at a previous episode. Mm-hmm. But he and I were driving. We were coming back from a comedy gig one night. And we got pulled over by the cops. And um, Ali, I'm not even lying to you, dude. I live in the Bronx. I live in a pretty, you know, considered not the nicest neighborhood, you know? Mm-hmm. And the cops rolled up on me. No badge, no uniform. They're undercover cops, right? Mm-hmm. Pitch black dark. Doesn't, doesn't announce himself as a cop. He has an unmarked car, and he just says, he says, get, he says, get in the car. Mm-hmm. And I get jumpy. I get like, I, I go, I go, what? And then he says, I think if, I mean, um, you know, my memory is a little scattered on it, but he says, get in the fucking car. In your car said, or his car? You? Get in my car, get back in my car. Cause I, I was, I was with Damien in the car. I was coming out mm-hmm. and he says, get back in the fucking car. And I was like, who are you? He's like, I'm a fucking cop. Get in the car before. So I think he said before I arrested something like that. And I remember my adrenaline shot up like 10, like 10 times mm-hmm. because in my head, I'm going, one, I don't know if it was a cop. Two, it could be a dude trying to rob me. Mm-hmm. But then he started to get escalated with Damien and I based on how Damien and I were responding to him. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking in my head, like, you're blaming me for behaving in a situation where I'm just trying to protect myself. Yeah, but, you know, you got to understand who you're dealing with. You're dealing with somebody who is roaming the streets looking for some shit. That's like Debo. That's like somebody roaming the streets looking to rob you for real. It's somebody roaming the streets looking for trouble, man. That's his job to look for trouble. So, in my mind, if I'm if somebody come, if I'm coming across somebody like that, I'm gonna deal with it accordingly. You know what I'm saying? According to to that particular fact that this is what this person is here. These motherfuckers out here to fuck with people. You know what I'm saying? And you know you ain't that. That's a different kind of police. That ain't your average ordinary traffic stop. You know what I'm saying? So. You you made it out though. You ain't go to jail, I made it did out, you? But the, yeah, I think. The, 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 but you're right though. There's an important piece of this conversation where, and I saw a brief report. I think it was Daily News, where the cops, you know, some cops have quotas, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so they're deliberately looking for trouble, as we just talked about, right? Mm-hmm. And then they blame you for the behavior that you that you that you the way you conduct yourself. But we forget that they're also they're antagonizing people in a certain way. Yeah, but that's that's how that's how this shit work, man. That that is not new. <laughs> that's how this shit that's how this shit go down. You know what I'm saying? It's, the I bring it, it, up, it, it, it 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 enrages people when an average ordinary person sees that and sees the things that happen on the news or hears about some type of that type of injustice and but that's the shit that be happening every day. You know what I'm saying? There's people that deal with that every day. You when you live in these war zones, that's 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 motherfuckers have adapted to that shit and there's and there's ways to to work with that shit. And you see, nine times out of ten, you know what I'm saying, the people who end up, you know what I'm saying, is the that's pretty much, you know what I'm saying, most all of these stories that we hear about, all the names that's on the shirt are guys who you know what I'm saying? They weren't really causing no trouble. You know what I'm saying? They was reaching for their wallet. They was selling CDs. They had a toy gun. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like dealing with a bully in, in some respects. You know what I'm saying? You It ain't never a motherfucker going hard, you know what I'm saying, blasting back at the, you know what I'm saying? It ain't never somebody that's just like, man, fuck off my dick. You know what I'm saying? It's always somebody that's halfway complying, halfway not. You know what I'm saying? So you're dealing with with these guys who their job is to out be out looking for criminals, it's cops and robbers. They 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 understand who the criminals are. They know who the bad bad motherfuckers are. They know them. You know what I'm saying? They deal with them, and they don't deal with them the same way they deal with somebody who's trying to just give them some lip service because they they feel like. You know what I'm saying? I'm an ordinary citizen. I never broke any laws. Why are you fucking with me? They'll probably they'll probably do you harder than they do the motherfucker. Be like, man, come on with it, man. Take me to jail, man. Stop all that talking. You know what I'm saying? They they gonna deal with you a whole lot differently. You know what I'm saying? Because right now, when you know, whenever I hear the conversation about, and I've heard it from different people, and you know, even from a few cops, they say that the they're resisting arrest or whatever it is. And I find that I'm sure there's cases of that, but that, but, but telling that story that the person resisting arrest, it protects the institution of the police. You see what I'm saying? Right. But you know what I'm saying? The way the laws are written, anything you do could be contrived as resisting arrest. You know what I'm saying? When you really resisting, you know what I'm saying? They, they be on edge. They be like, Oh, wait, who, who the fuck is this? You know what I'm saying? It's different. It's different, man, when when they dealing with a real, real criminal. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times, it's a guy that don't really feel like be be fucking with no police today. I damn sure don't want to go to jail tonight. I ain't got, man, come, why you messing with me, man? I, you know what I mean? My man in Baton Rouge, you know what I'm saying? He on papers. He got a pistol in his pocket. He don't want to be fucking with police today. Cause he know that means he going to jail for probably you know what I'm saying some years. You know what I'm saying? He felon with a pistol. He just trying to motherfucker survive. He already at the shelter. You know what I'm saying? Got five babies. Last motherfuckers he want to see is the police, man. And now they here in his face, and he not he not bucking it. But he probably would have had better results if he did. Not saying that's what he should have done, but shit, he he ended up dead anyway. Yeah, his results couldn't have got no worse. He didn't want to go to jail that night. Yeah, so he not letting them put the cuffs on him because he know once they on, it's over. You look at the Eric Garner situation, same thing. Right. You like, man? Why y'all fucking with me? And then, you know, I saw Peter, I saw a video, you know, Peter Rosenberg, the radio guy? Mm-hmm. He had a whole interview where he, well, not interview, he had a segment where he was basically calling out a police officer for not calling out bad cops. Right. And, um, you know, I don't even know what that, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's you know, I understand the sentiment, but I was trying to figure out how do you make that an organizational, um, how do you make an organizational commitment to that? Like, does a cop walk up to HR and say, hey, Lieutenant so-and-so is racist? 
I mean, like, that, that probably hear, happens. Hear, that probably happens. You know what I'm saying? We, right. You know, right. that happens. That it, It's not like that doesn't happen. But, you know what I'm saying, for for a, for a group of cops to go against the system of police, that's going to be a little bit more difficult. If, you know, if it's an internal situation, yeah, they have, that's what they have a whole department on internal review and all that. But when it's talking about changing the entire system of police and, 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 and the integrity of that, that's going to be a different story. That's like going in the court of law. You know what I'm saying? A lawyer could talk you in circles about just legal mumble jumble. You know what I'm saying? And, and as, you know, your whole life on the line, but they could spin you in circles with loopholes and all that. So man, they not finna just give up their own. They, they, they know what the law is. They not just going to give up their system or how they do shit. Well, and the other, if, if I can just jump in, the other problem with that about cops calling out other cops for, for bad behavior and things, the problem is there actually are people out there that are a threat to the police and are a problem. So if they're not sticking together, then they become even more, more vulnerable in a real situation. So not that it, I, I mean, I think cops do have to call out this type of behavior and say this guy's racist and he does this and that, but I can understand why they wouldn't, you know? I just, I just, I just, I, I hear, I hear the sentiment a lot from different people, but I'm trying to figure out like, what is the realistic version of that? Like, where a cop feels that if he says something, it's actually going to be empowered and and effective. Like, there's going to be actual enforcement of that. Because I like, 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 like you just said, I'm sure there's cops that go to HR and go so and so did X and X, but then what then? Then you get motherfucking traumatized within the department. Then you don't get the promotion. That's what I'm saying. Then, you know what I'm saying, you get forced out. Then you back to writing tickets and shit. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a, it's a group think, man. It's a, they a group. They are, you know what I'm saying? It's a, they, they are organization. They are culture. And then they, they, you know, in even though they're not all linked nationwide, in brotherhood they are. You know what I'm saying? Because they represent the same thing. You know what I mean? And, and here's the thing, man. You know, they it's a lot of times when they get hit the media it's like people were asking that they're coming against cop they're anti-police if they say hey we don't like these things we don't want these things happening but that's the spin man that's the get up off me man because like chris said hey man we're dealing with real shit every day we're dealing with real life threats you know what i'm saying how we gonna be fucking with that when we dealing with real everything is a real life threat but I think more often than not, they a lot of times they know who the fuck they dealing with when they dealing with these people. And when you watch this shit, it's always one that just go over the top. That's overzealous. The Eric Garner dude, he just jumped out and went over the top. You know what I'm saying? In in Cleveland with Tamir Rice, they had already decided what it was gonna be before they got there. You know what I'm saying? They drove up, whoop, whoop, pop, pop, pop. and then on the insult the injury last week. You know what I'm saying? Two uh, two two white kids were caught with BB guns in Ohio. Same pretty much situation. Um, and they, you know, their their attorney was trying to get the case thrown out because, like, come on, guys, it's just kids playing with BB guns. One fifteen, one twelve, brothers. And um, the judge was like, you know, this town has been, you know, broken by a, a case similar to this where, you know. Because of the same type of thing, a kid lost his life. The community was, you know, fractured. You know, what I'm saying relationships with that community were broken. So, what I'm going to have these kids do? I'm gonna uphold the uh, <clears throat> conviction, but their punishment is going to be to write an essay on Tamir Rice, which is like, come on, man. I w- w- wish I wish Tamir had a right to write an essay on carrying a BB gun, and in that same state. Was the dude walking in the store where they sell BB guns that got shot in the Walmart? You understand? I forget his name, but you know what I'm saying? He just walking in the store with a BB gun from the shelf. You know what I'm saying? And they came in and shot him dead. You know what I'm saying? He ain't had no chance to write a motherfucking essay. You know? And it's and it's not that it's wrong for the judge to do that. It's just before it gets to the judge in the real life situation, you know what I'm saying? The 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 police, the the 911 caller, everybody up the food chain has a different kind of 
respect for, you know, the black guy with the BB gun. Oh, my God. He's in the store. He's waving the gun at people. He's terrorizing us. Police come in off of that like shit. They on cold red high alert. Blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. He gone. They, they, they fucking shooting first, asking questions later. It's the, you know, similar to the lynch mob. And you know what I'm saying? When they when when we when we feel like this, it's because this shit is not just now. This shit is historical. You know what I'm saying? Even since they want to play the feedback loop of slavery and all that shit, even in the slavery days when you had the patty rollers and shit, they were created to protect the landowners from losing their slaves and to keep the slaves in order. You know what I'm saying? That was the original police department. That's what all this shit is based on. Huh? So, yeah, we feel a certain type of way when we get treated a certain kind of way. Because this shit ain't new and it ain't stopped. Yeah, and then the conversation seems to be, you know, so, so on the one hand, you have the thing about cops reporting other cops. Um, and my thing is, how do you even prove, like, how do you prove that? Like, say if I, Officer Obviously, Jones, you don't. <laughs> nobody yeah, getting so convicted. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you can see it on camera. Don't work. You know what I'm saying? You can, you, I mean, what else you want? So it's like, it's the system is almost in paralysis because even with all the cases we've seen, when it finally gets to court, no one really gets, you know, no, no one gets convicted. Right, because if you convict him on that, then what, what happens when he, when he really in a situation with a real criminal that's really busting back and giving them everything that they fear? You know what I'm saying? When they pull up on you, they fear a certain thing that, you know what I'm saying, you might be that one. What happens when that one is really that one? You know what I'm saying? They want to still have the rights and all that to do everything they can do. And in Dallas, they just expanded that shit. Now they could just, you know what I'm saying, drop the bomb on your motherfucking ass. <laughs> no no that trial, was, was so no crazy. trial, no jury, none of that shit. All right, send the robot in, blow him up. And you know, man, that shit crazy. So there's a sense of paralysis, you know, I feel sometimes because there's a lot of emotion, there's a lot of sentiment, there's a lot of passion. But then you look at the other cases and you go, there was similar passion and, and sentiment for, for these other cases too. Yeah, man. You know, so I'm curious to see what the conversation looks like in the courtroom for these particular cases. Mm. Because, I mean, if no one's convicted, like... If, say, say if the Baton Rouge case goes to, when it goes to court, right? Like no one's convicted, right? Either either we riot, like what's going to move the needle to get a national police department? A national obviously, obviously, you talking about the same thing you start this conversation off with. That's the same same thing. Keep having it over and over. It's a feedback loop, man. You keep doing the same thing, expecting different results. It's insanity. We've rioted. We've towed a motherfucker up. We've marched, we talked, you know what I'm saying? We cried, we organized, we got, you know what I'm saying? We had this party, that party, we got Black Lives Matter. They saying, what the fuck you going to do next then? Because we ain't about to do nothing different. And I think that's the hardest part about it, man. That's probably the hardest part about it. Um, and then you know there's there's evident racism and it's like like you said it goes back so long but how do you have a conversation with the department about I mean, how they perceive black people man that, that, that's, that, that, that gotta happen way before a motherfucker hit the department that conversation you know gotta happen saying? that shit happened you know what I'm saying it, it gotta it, it happened on so many levels before it get to the police you know what I'm saying? It happens right. it happens on the motherfucking train on the way here, you know what I'm saying, with the you know what I'm saying? With the white lady standing next to you on the train. You know what I'm saying? It happens in the classroom with the teacher. You know what I'm saying? It happens it, it's so many steps to the shit that as soon as you come out into this world, you're gonna feel it. Cause that's how that shit is in real life, man. You can't change the police department without changing 
the teachers, without changing the people in the community, without changing, you know what I'm saying? Without changing ourselves. You know what I'm saying? It's it's so much. It's so ingrained into this to this society. We not we what's this? Two we all shit. 1960-something, we were still in a motherfucking way. You know what I'm saying? It was still separate interests and shit. That that ain't that long ago, man. That's my sister was born. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I was saying on one of the other episodes, man, you know, my my parents had to find places to stop on the road when they traveled. You know what I'm saying? We the first generation of just traveling freely, just running around. You know what I mean? This shit is generational and it's changing very slowly. In some instances, it's going backwards. You know what I'm saying? So we had to change. You know what I'm saying? I mean, at least that's how I see it. They had to change, but they not obligated to change. You know what I'm saying? Only thing, if we can control us, if I can control me, I could change. I could teach my kids not to fear that shit. I could teach... I could I could teach myself how to deal with them when I'm in their face. You know what I'm saying? How 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 they deal with me. You know what I mean? On on every level, not not when I'm just with the police, cause I ain't with the police that often. You know what I'm saying? I'm with I'm with people every day. I'm on the set with people every day. I'm dealing with people every day. My kids going to school with kids. You know what I'm saying? My kids going to play dates at their house. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to play dates with my kids. And and I got to stand there and be the first black guy that they that they've they've interacted with. You know what I'm saying? And now they looking like, hey, how is this gonna go? I didn't know I was gonna have to deal with the father. I thought he was gonna deal with the mama. You know what I mean? Now I'm here. You know what I'm saying? Six foot something. You know what I'm saying? Nappy yeah. hair all over the place. Beard. You know Ali Muhammad. There's a lot going on. You know what I mean? And we had to negotiate that. And we had to deal with it, and we we had to get human to human, and we had to break that shit down without ever having to say nothing about it. And that shit happens every day, and I got control of that. You know what I'm saying? And the more the more of them I deal with, the more they you know what I'm saying they understand who the fuck I am. You know what I mean? And that's what I could control. You know? And you know I don't I don't I don't know how it works systematically, but I know. It has to change in a lot of places before you get to the court system. So you said you said a lot of places. You're talking about in the home, but I'm assuming you're talking about the media as well. We're talking about everywhere, man. Like it's it's just we are humans. You know what I'm saying? We are humans. So if you feel a certain kind of way, if you had a certain type of experience, and then you grow up, you go to college. So you go to you know go to all all white Ivy League school or nice little like uh, WIP. You know what I'm saying? Um, and and then you grow up and you become a lawyer. And then you, you become a judge or you become a, you know, district attorney or, or a def- defense attorney or whatever. And you've only had experiences with, with white people. You don't, you know, it's like whatever. You're going to bring whatever prejudices you have right. to your job. You know what I'm saying? And And that's just human. And until the humans change, the, the the positions don't change, the system can't change. Because those same humans is the ones writing the laws and upholding them and executing them and sending niggas to jail. You know what I'm saying? Well, it doesn't matter. All of them crazy anyway. Send them on up. You know, because if that's how you feel. So I'll leave you a question. What are the consequences we, we, talk, we touched on it briefly. What are the consequences if a cop, say the Baton Rouge cop, right, for example, mm-hmm. say he does get convicted on a, on a charge, like mur- a murder charge. Say he does? Say he does. Mm-hmm. What are the implications of a decision? Like, what, what is the fear of law enforcement in that situation? There really ain't no fear because he's going to go in protective custody and he'll be all right. The fear is the setting the precedent of you doing your job and then having to go to jail for doing your job. That's 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 the fear, I think. You know what I'm saying? Because some of it does get gray. You know what I'm saying? You you might be dealing with a real criminal, and he might be going for the gun, or he might have sleight of hand and get the jump on you. You know what I'm saying? Where you can't really see it on the video and shit. You know? Now, next time you're in that situation, you're going to think. 
Like, damn, you might you might be that beat slow. And that's what I think. I think I'm not a police, but I think that's what they're concerned with. Like, you know, if we if we start convicting police for po- being police, how do we do our motherfucking jobs? Yeah, I think that's the fear. And I think, um, you know, if there's no if there's no consequence for the behavior, what is their incentive not to do it? You know, right. Um, so it's a mixed bag. Like, it's been a weird week, man. Something like emotionally, intellectually, um, socially. It's been just like a weird week. Hell um, yeah, it's been a crazy week, man. They fucking up the summer of love, man. You know they, what I'm saying? They, I think they fucked it up. <laughs> they ain't fucked it up, man. They not. They can't fuck it up. You know what I'm saying? That's on me if I'm going to continue or not, and I will. But we're going to deal with, you know what I'm saying? We're going you know, to deal with some of the issues. We're going to think about it. We're going we gonna to sit in some solitude and, and, and let the answers come. But, you know, they're not going to shake me off my square because that's what, you know, that's what the TV tell me to do. Ugh. <laughs> you scared? I'm not scared. I'm just like, you know, I, I um... I do worry about getting like pulled over, stopped, or whatever. Because, man, the way the way the way they stop you, just like it brings the worst out of you sometimes. Um, you know, just it's just like they they do have an antagonizing style approaching you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get it. I'm not a cop. You know, I can't speak to that reality. I'm sure they see some craziness, but when someone rolls rolls up on you, you know, with a gun or whatever it is, there's an intellectual part of your brain, then there's the emotional part of your brain. And yo, when someone rolls up on you in an aggressive manner, mm-hmm. logic goes out the window. Mm. You try to keep it cool, but like as a part of it, just you know, you just lose it. Yeah, yeah, but you know, your life depends on you understanding where you at, what you're doing, and how you're doing it. You know what I'm saying? And that's if it's the police, or if it's the the you know Debo, the robber, or whoever. You know what I'm saying? Your your composure is gonna determine a lot whether you survive this situation. You know what I mean? So a lot of times, you know what I'm saying, in life, you know what I'm saying, things happen and your adrenaline shoot up and you get mad and you want to act out of, you know what I'm saying, you want to act in that anger. You know what I'm saying? But but in the real in the real situation, you gotta you gotta be able to 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 be able to accept that anger and operate in a way that's going to optimize your survival or your, you know what I'm saying, your, your coming out on top in the situation. And, and you know, sometimes that's fight. Sometimes that's flight. You know what I'm saying? But it's a whole toolkit of uh, human, human transactions that you could deal with. You know what I mean? And... You got to leave your brain free enough to work through them to get to them. Yeah, I think I think um, definitely some. There's an educational component to that in terms of how we talk to the community about that. Um, but speaking about the community, what's your take on this theory about that police officers are distant from the community, which is why they behave towards a certain way? I mean, we we know that. And I had a conversation with someone. They mentioned. That when someone does become a police officer, there should be a mandatory um, piece of that where they have to involve themselves in the community. Either they volunteer at a sports program, they, you know, they they're at the school a certain time of, of the of the day of the week. Mm-hmm. But they're saying that there needs to be more opportunities where the cops interact with the community in a non law in a non law enforcement manner. Well, you know, I mean, that's cool. I don't know too much about how police are trained or none of that. But I do know, just like you said, you know, when you talk about the interactions, it's always on you, at, you know, to, you know, how you deal with them or if you're polite with them. It's the same thing with community, you understand? Um, most of these 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 police departments have opportunities where the community come in and 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 sit in for this meeting. You know what I'm saying? I know they have them in Bed-Stuy at the 81st Precinct, and they have them at, you know, pretty much, I guess, all the New York precincts. But, you know what I'm saying, those things are not always attended. You know what I'm saying? There are opportunities for you to go in, too, as well, and be a part of 
the community conversation within those precincts. And and until we 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 have to also do our part. I mean, most times we most oftentimes we had to do our part first to show them that we not bullshitting. We not we not here just sitting on our motherfucking hands with this. You know what I'm saying? I, I okay. Boom, you when you in those situations, you can start identifying who's who, who's the chief, who's the this, who's the that, who make who call the shots, who's the motherfuckers running around acting a fool. You know what I mean? And and you could address some of these things. It's when, you know, when you don't have that presence, you don't have people in there talking for you. They just make they just do whatever they want to do and they don't they don't consider you because you're not a part of their process. We had to become a part of the process as well. You know, it's not just not that time no more to just let it be. All right, it, it, you know, the police over there, they doing their thing. We ain't fucking with them. I don't fuck with the police. That ain't that ain't really this time. You know what I'm saying? Now it's time to say let 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 your neighborhood understand that y'all got people there that care. You know what I'm saying? When you come on this block, man, y'all over here tripping. Those kids right there, this this is such and such. This is such and such, you know? Y'all don't come through here just treating our kids any old kind of way like y'all don't motherfucking know. Because you know now. Yeah, because I think um, there was a cop. I saw like a, I think it was like a real sports documentary. And there was a cop who, he was a cop during the day. And on the weekends, he was a local football coach. Mm-hmm. And he knew all the kids by name. Right. And I think that definitely makes a difference in terms of like, say if the cop was on the beat and he saw Eric or whatever his name is, James, whatever it is, doing something ridiculous, you know? Mm-hmm. So the cop would say, James, what are you doing? To know that there's a relationship there, it does make a difference. But on top of that, I do want to ask you, because there was another conversation I saw about the community policing itself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I do remember when I was a kid, um, there were older guys in the neighborhood that would kind of pull you to the side and call you out when you were doing something stupid. Mm-hmm. And those guys aren't there in the neighborhood anymore. Like, there's no one sitting outside mm-hmm. anymore. Like, when I was growing up, there was a guy by the name of Ike. Mm-hmm. He was a World War. He was a Korean War veteran. And he would literally sit outside and he'd pull you into a conversation every night. Like, I, I walk by, he'd go, hey, Black, what you doing, man? Mike just hanging out. He would go house school, you know, have a conversation. And then before you know it, if you were about to do something dumb, he'd tell you. He tell you how to cross the street. He tell you what, like, what to look out for. He tell you about, you know, watch out for the police officers, whatever it is. But there's also the piece about um, how does the community police itself? Right. And you know yeah. that that um, that 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 conversation is 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 valid. You know, and some communities that do that. You know what I'm saying? You got guys who do. You know. Walk through and and look out. You got a couple of these groups in Bed-Stuy that do it. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know the Jewish communities, they got their own little communities police. You know, um, but you know when you're talking about when you, when neighborhoods get tougher and rougher, those types of posts get tougher and tougher. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So you know it, it's a whole it's a different beast. You know what I mean? And 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 you got you got to figure who's gonna be those people and how that's gonna work and all of that, man. You know, at the end of the day, man, you 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 hope and you pray that it it shouldn't come to this. You know what I mean? But in some places, it's that. But that's not that's not every place. Every place is not that. In some places, that is not much crime happening, but you're just fearful that it might happen. You know what I'm saying? In some places where and the now- it's where the where the where they drop crime off. You know what I'm saying? They just drop it off there. You know what I mean? And then and then this is the elephant in the room, Ali. See, this is this is a conversation I think that we're, all this is leading up to. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the cops are saying that we we work in crime prone neighborhoods, right? Which, in other words, what they're saying is that we are operating in places where the underclass live, right? Mm-hmm. So now the conversation inevitably has to go into economics. Mm-hmm. Why are these neighborhoods? prone to crime because mm-hmm. all the because currently a big piece of the conversation is they're blaming people for the way they behave that's Giuliani style correct but the the the, the hard part of this conversation I remember watching David Simon from the wire mm-hmm. 
David Simon from The Wire had a conversation about the underclass, which is basically people who don't have the best access to education, don't have the best access to housing, don't have the best access to community resources. And what ends up happening is crime becomes a part of the lifestyle. So outside of the police, the police department, the conversation has to be put in place about what's going on with the schools and what's going on with the economics of our neighborhoods. Hey. I think that's what Killer Mike was trying, what Killer Mike was trying to do with the whole Killer Mike, you know, I don't know if you saw him, but he's trying to have people invest in black businesses. Yeah, yeah, I get it. You know, yeah. it's, it's all, it's all, you know what I'm saying, all these stats and all these, you know, these crime neighborhoods and all that shit, you know what I'm saying, that's, you know, it's, it's, it's flowery language and shit like that. Yeah, it's certain places where, you know, they do run more dope out of, you know what I'm saying, on the street level where you can see it, you know what I'm saying? But then, you know, if you're looking at the numbers and, you know what I'm saying, the unflowery language that they, that they push to the side and shit, is is people in other neighborhoods that's more affluent that but do more drugs and buy more drugs than everybody? Where they get they dope from? They don't come to the hood. So somebody selling dope over there too. You know what I'm saying? It's just street level. It's just where it's antagonized. It's where they run the the reverse sting operations. They help antagonize the situation on the street. What do you think the undercovers be doing? The undercovers do what? They sell dope too, right? Right. You know what I'm saying? They they supply the supplies who are on the street so they could get whoever in that. You know what I mean? It's 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 like, you know what I'm saying? It's it's a it's a feedback loop that, you know what I'm saying, we'll never get to the bottom of because we don't know the half. And but when you in it, you know what I'm saying, it's more than just all right, this dude sell here and that dude sell there. That happens. You know what I'm saying? But then they get all they dope from this dude who everybody says is the police. You know what I'm saying? Or this spot runs free and clear with no intervention because the police is in pocket. You know what I'm saying? On the wire, they call that Hamsterdam. You know what I mean? It's like, right. it's like it's a lot of bullshit that flow into it too. You know what I mean? And then they say that neighborhood is crime-ridden and we dealing with this and we dealing with that, but they help antagonize that shit at the same damn time. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, you know what I'm saying? It ain't got nothing to do with communities. It ain't got nothing to do with with none of this what we talking about. But if like if you look at T.I., right? When T.I. went to jail for the guns. Right. You know what I'm saying? The guy who told him about to connect with the guns was his new security guard. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I got this plug with the guns since, you know, they just shot at your people. They just shot your people in Ohio. You might need to, you know what I'm saying, get yourself together. Word. Right. Word. Why don't you hook me up with the plug then? All right, man, I'm going to hook you up with the plug. So he hook him up with the plug. I'm going to buy 200 guns from the plug. The plug is the feds. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The the security guard working with him that's boosting him up to buy the guns that's working with the feds. It's like, come on, God damn. If it wasn't for the feds, he wouldn't even be thinking about buying 200 Hilarious. guns. Hilarious. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, shit. There's a lot of instances like that that take place also with terrorism too. We have oh, people yeah. that they instigate. It's somebody that's not, you know, maybe they have some weird ideas, whatever, but they were never actually going to act on it. Exactly. But they set them up with like, hey, maybe you blow this up or whatever. And they, hey. they like lead them to doing something. Exactly. Like the dudes in Brooklyn who they got doing that, you know what I'm saying? They got them on some terrorism charges. They was, you know, they were chilling at the mosque, you know, hey, man, this is fucked up what's going on in America, right? Yeah, it's fucked up. You know what I'm saying? It's real fucked up, man. We should, you know what I'm saying? We need to put together a movement or something. Yeah, yeah, we should do a movement or something. Hey, man, you know what I'm saying? I got these bombs and shit. I got some materials to make bombs. Bird, what you talking about? Man, all you got to do is put the this into that. Man, let me check that out. All right, bing, bing, bing. This is what it is. And then, you know what I'm saying? Then we could take them motherfuckers that we don't like. You know what I'm saying? We could just, you know, we could do what we got to do to them. Shit, all right. Boom, now you in jail. <laughs> Talking about terror. Like, shit, you wouldn't even think about that shit till, till the motherfucking authority put the shit into play. So, you know right. what I'm saying? We looking at the surface of it. We looking at that one police doing this, you know what I'm saying, stop, and you know what I'm saying, he ended up killing this kid. But the whole undercurrent of the system is all fucked up to begin with. Because which came first, chicken or the egg? Which came first, the system, the guns that fell into the neighborhood or, you know what I'm saying, the criminals that used it. You know what I'm saying? When I was growing up, the criminals, before crack era, the criminals had, you know, little 38s and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. After they dropped 
which was already proven. They already unsealed the classified notes on, you know what I'm saying, how they brought crack into the hood, you know what I mean, and dropped it off. Right. The guns came with it. Hey, man, for them, them niggas over there got 38s, boy. You can get this AK right here. 200. What's up? Okay. You know, ain't nobody in the hood making bullets and guns and shit, 3D printing guns and shit. They buying that shit from somebody. That shit coming through some kind of way. But and that's the, and that's, that's, that's too the, deep to be looking at. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody trying to unravel all them problems. That's what I'm I think I think and that's the that's that's the that's the shadow part of this conversation, Ali. Right. That's the shadow part about the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? You want to fix the system, but there's so many other shit you need to fix first. That's the scary part of the conversation, actually. I mean it's all scary, but this part in particular. Right. So this so, you know, it is it is a moving chessboard, and I think that's why that's why a lot of the emotions people feel are paralysis. Mm-hmm. Because I think the subtext of it all is, you, you, you know, your brain knows, your brain looks at it and goes, there's something going on here that's, that's so much, it, it's subtext. Right. So, all right, man. I don't know, man. End of the day, man, pay your taxes, man. Do your thing. Hilarious. You know what I'm saying? And make your voice known when you need to make it known. Show up. Be present. You know what I'm saying? Go on down to your to your community precinct meetings and, you know what I'm saying, let them know who the fuck you is and who your family is and what block you on and, you know what I mean, and how y'all get down. You got to let them know, man. You know, when y'all come through here, man, they'll be acting crazy, man. Ain't nobody out here don't own that. It's actually pretty true because um, I got pulled up by the cops one time and I told them, my, well, you know, my dad was a super of a building like right, right a couple blocks down. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, you're, you're, that's your father? I was like, yeah, they're like, all right, man, you good. Exactly. Because they know him. Now you got to let them yeah, know. You got to let them know who you are. But right now we got to take this little uh, break, pause for the calls to talk right. about the sponsor. A great business needs a stunning website. And with Wix.com, you can do it all by yourself. <laughs> Wix.com makes it easy to look amazing online, no matter what type of business you're in. Show off your images in a beautiful gallery, grow your contact list, and get your social media in all one place. Just the way you want. Your customers are going to love it. So what are you waiting for? Show the world what you can do. Go to Wix.com and create your stunning website today. It's easy and free. Know what else is free? Going down to the precinct. Letting them know. Letting them know. Hilarious. You know what I mean? Um, but, actually, uh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? On the segue, you know what I'm saying? I am going to continue the summer of love. You know what I'm saying? When I operate out here in these streets, I'm operate with love. And, you know, people get it twisted and think, you know, love is just romantic shit. You know what I mean? But I, I me, myself, personally, I think, you know what I'm saying, love is one of the most powerful energies that we possess. You know what I'm saying? Because when you operate in it, you know what I'm saying, ain't nobody really can fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? When you, when, when you with somebody you love and somebody, something jump off, you know what I'm saying? It's an energy that jumps in to, that you want to protect them. You know what I mean? When you're doing right. something you love, when you're working on something you love, you go against all motherfucking odds to get the shit done. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure there's people that tell you, man, comedy, man, I don't know, dog. You might want to keep your job, man, that shit. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? But you love that shit, so you go hard at that shit. So I will operate in the love energy and get this summer crizacking still. Still paying attention to what's happening, and still being present, and still being involved. I think that's a great note to take off on, man. Do you? You know, no comments, no no conversation of it. What? Do you, how do you feel about love, man? Well, I, you know, I go I go back to Corner West. Corner West had a quote ahead, but he had a um, there's a phrase that he uses called tragic optimism. Mm-hmm. And tragic optimism is being opt- being optimistic despite all signs pointing to the, to the opposite. Mm-hmm. And that that's a practice. That's actually a mental practice. You have to, you have to, you know, when you say sum of love, that's what you're saying. You're saying, I know the evidence is disastrous, but the alternative is worse. So I'm going to make sure that I do my best to keep it positive. But but I don't know the evidence is disastrous. 
I see different parts. I see different pieces that was I see some disaster. But in my day to day, everything ain't disastrous. You know what I'm saying? As a people, you know what I'm saying? For the most part, you know what I'm saying? It's not disastrous. You have these instances, we have these these situations that come up that you want to address. But a lot of times I feel like in this thing, man, they they keep running the same film, right? And they and it starts at slavery, and they're running up to 1960-something, Martin Luther King, and then it started over. You know what I'm saying? So I believe in the fact that if you could see it, you could be it, right? So if on the mainstream media situation, they just show you, you know what I'm saying, these these things that, you know what I'm saying, you only could go far this far back, and then you could only come up to this far. You know what I'm saying? Then you get stuck in that. You know what I'm saying? Then you end up fighting over and over. And you end up, you know what I'm saying, doing all the same things that you start this conversation off over and over. But really, I don't, you know, I could see past that. I could see further than that. I could see on the horizon, you know, further than what they showing me. You know what I mean? 12, you know, all the slave movies, you know, the savagery movies, the new savagery. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the. The, the the flip side of the savagery, you know what I'm saying, in Dallas. Like, you know, I could see beyond that, you know what I mean? Because in my day-to-day, I still got kids I need to raise. I still got food I need to put on the table. I still got people I need to talk to in the conversation, you know what I mean? And I, I, I still got friends. I still got family that, that needed to be tended to, you know what I'm saying? And that's what we're going to do, man. We're going to do that shit. Why that shit going on? We're going to do that shit when that shit not going on. You know what I mean? When it's when it's time to come together, and you know what I'm saying, we need to embrace and and up uphold each other. That's what we're gonna do. But it's gonna be done in the energy of love, because you know what I'm saying. They can't stop that, man. We've been here. We done been through the worst, man. It ain't the worst right now. We done been when it was. We we done been here when it was the worst. This ain't right. the worst. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna fight for rights I already got. I'm going to execute the rights that I already got. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to go back and say, hey, man, treat me like a human. Because I'm a motherfucking human. I'm going to get up like a human. I'm going to do human shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and that's that's how I'm going with it, man. I know. I know. You know what I'm saying? It's like when, when, they, when they came out with Black Lives Matter last year and we, we talked about it. I say, I, 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 I feel it. I stand behind it. But I don't really like the name. Because it's saying right. it's saying it's it's asking for them to pay attention like we matter. Like motherfucker, we matter. We just we live and we 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 already know that, man. We gotta we gotta come from a situ we gotta come from 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 a point of we already know we matter and he violated that shit. So now what? Now what's the what's the name after that? You know what I'm saying? And that's that's how I feel about it. Yeah, because I think I think what happens is a uh, you know um, there's a sense of nihilism that happens. What you say? There's a sense of who? The sense of nihilism. Oh. Nihilism is like. Well, no, I get it. I understand what it is. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't hear you. You know, I look back on a like what are the institutions? Like you know, I think the one you're pointing to is family. You know what I'm saying? Um, you got your kids, you got your family, you got your friends. I think that's more important, more so than it's always been important, but like. To your point, that's what keeps you in the sum of love. Is like knowing that there's there's meaning behind these actions. It's not just, you know. I think that's why the church was so important back in the civil rights era, right? Because it gave you that foundation and the ground you needed to not, to not feel rootless, to not feel like nothing is is of is of uh of, of no point. Right, man. It's it's a building block, man. It's, it's not the end all be all. It's not the answer to everything, but. When you when you got it, when you got that energy of love, even when you get mad, you know what I'm saying, you you could operate that anger, you could focus that anger, you know what I'm saying, based on these principles. Not just I'm just mad, I'm just I don't know what to do. You know what I'm saying? If I'm gonna get mad, it's gonna be for a reason and it's gonna be rooted in the love that I got. You know what I mean? Rooted in in the love that I use moving through life. You know what I'm saying? If you violate it, I'm gonna get mad. You know, like I said, it's a whole lot of tools in the toolkits of human transaction. You know what I'm saying? I just had to figure out when to pick the right one. Sometimes like I say that's it gonna be anger and fight and you know what I'm saying, mad and all that shit. 
Other times that shit might be finesse. Right. But you're not going to, you know what I'm saying, I'm not going to just lay down and let you do me. No, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a larger conversation, but what is your, you know, we can process this in the next podcast, but the conversation around peaceful protesting versus violence. Yeah, we'll process that next week. Yeah. <laughs> That's but a, yeah, man. We I, already at an hour. <laughs> I know, yeah. I gotta, and, and I got to and I gotta run myself too, man. All right, man. It's good talking to you, um, man. Thanks for being in the conversation. Let them know where you're going to be. I will be in Michigan this week. I'll be at Grand Rapids playing Dr. Grins. And then uh, back in New York the week after playing the New York. And then I'm going to Montreal right after that. No doubt. Well, I'll be here in Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? The site is almost done. Thorough.tv. You know what I'm saying? Catch me on the snap. Thorough. TV, you know, and uh, on Instagram, Mr. Muhammad. And then I'm going to Cleveland to, you know what I'm saying, uh-huh. to kick it with my family on some love shit. You know what I'm saying? My cousin is bringing everybody together. You know what I'm saying? She's like, anybody that's related is invited. So that's what we're going to do, man. That should be interesting because those summers used to be of love and violence back in the day. Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. Grandmas might get to fighting, but uh, you know what I'm saying? It should be all good, man. We're going to do that, and then, you know, I'll be back here, man. Let y'all know how it went. So, tell a friend to tell a friend. Nah, that ain't how it go. We about to transform and roll out. But in the meantime, in between time, make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend. Or even enemy. You gotta say that shit with more conviction. Okay, go ahead, brother. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Or even your enemy. To get in the conversation. Subscribe. iTunes. SoundCloud. All that. We out. Peace. And the main thing of it all is to be in the conversation. This has been a Stand Up Labs production powered by digital media. Subscribe to new and archive episodes wherever you listen to podcasts and find all of our shows at StandUpLabs.nyc. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. We out.